This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight. Your no a source for thriving with diabetes. I am Taylor Danielle. And if you have been here before, welcome back. If you're new, welcome. I hope that you enjoy the show. If you've been watching or listening to past seasons, uh, I'm really excited about this season because I have a lot of great people and stories and updates just to share. So with that being said, today we are connecting with one of the kind of bigger nonprofits in the diabetic space. You probably have heard of them from beyond type one. Anybody know Nick Jonas? Anybody? Jonas Brothers? Anybody? Yeah, that's him. Uh, he is one of the board directors and founders of this because he is a type one diabetic. But what a lot of people I've found don't know is that they actually have a whole separate branch dedicated for type two. Now, when I say dedicated, I don't necessarily mean that no one who is not type two can be a part of this group. It's just they took and decided to have an initiative that included type 2 because as you, there is more than one type of diabetes, more than two types. But the idea is to create a community that allows those who may not be insulin dependent an opportunity to have resources, connect with other people, and just have a space to learn as well as their friends, family members, and caretakers about life as a type 2 diabetics. And what I really love about the Beyond Type 2 branch of this is that they really focus on positive impact because as being a type 2 diabetic comes with its fair share of not-so-nice stigmas. And so to have a space that is very inclusive of all ages, stages, and races to provide information and resources about type 2 specifically and how you can turn it around in terms of your mental health and your physical health, it's been a space that's helped me a lot over the years. I'm really sad that I didn't know about them sooner because I gained so much from them. Today, we're going to be talking with their senior community manager, Tiara. And Tiara and I are really good friends. She actually reached out to me, one, two years ago for Beyond Type 2. And we just hit it off. We have very similar diagnosis stories. And she has been an amazing advocate, not only just for the diabetic community, but even for me. I'll just be straight up honest. She has been such uh, an amazing friend to just brought opportunities my way, has suggested me to other people, and has helped the show grow. So if you ever see her in the online space, give her a big high five and a hug from me because there's a lot of things that I've been involved in with the diabetic community. Honestly, wouldn't have happened if she hadn't said, hey, take a chance on this lady over here. So thank you, Tiara, so much for your advocacy for the show and for myself. I mean, for everything that you're doing, your passion for our community is beyond obvious, pun intended. <laughs> and I am just so excited to see what else comes from the organization as well as yourself. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'll just leave it there and let you guys tune in. She says some amazing things. And of course, please make sure that you check out the show notes for all of the amazing resources that Sierra has shared with us today. And I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. Let's do it. Perfect. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight. Your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, 
together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Eh, minus the entanglements, though. So let's do it. Hi, friend. It's so good to see you. Good to see you too, Taylor. It's been a minute. Man, I think, I feel like we, I tried to get you on the show previously, and then we've just been dancing around each other in other areas. You've been such a big cheerleader and support system for me, so I have to first say thank you. Um, seriously, some of the things that I've been able to engage in along with some vintage with Beyond Type 1 and Beyond Type 2 have been because of you. So I am oh. truly grateful uh, for your support and for, for shouting me out whenever people are like, hey, what should we have for this? I just, I don't know. You're like Sometimes when people are looking for people with Type 2 to talk to, I always have a roster of people and you come up a lot. And other people who've met me in the industry know that if I see something for someone else and if I think they'll be like a great fit for that opportunity, I do not hesitate recommending. But I think that honestly speaks to how great people in the community are and how many great advocates there are. And you're definitely one of them. And so it's just been fun to watch you and your podcast grow. Like I love scrolling on Instagram and seeing how you have someone new and just how you're just remaining consistent with like publishing and just putting out content. Yeah, it works. I appreciate that because y'all, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard enough. Don't let it fool you. You do it with a smile, which is just like, how is she doing off of this? You know? You, you do it all. Just cry a little on the inside and drink a glass of wine. I hope everything will be okay. <laughs> but in all the ways, always, it's always fine for, or at least for me and a lot of people. Listen, that's, I, that was one of my favorite things. And when you're first learning what are the do's and don'ts, can't have, cannots. And then later on, I was like, oh, I can have anything. I just need to learn how to regulate. <laughs> but I was also how you manage in your life. Exactly. But I was very happy. I was like, oh, red wine's a good thing. It can help some things. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I what, if, what if it helps with like heart health? Yeah, heart health. Apparently, <laughs> it can help lower just a little bit, depending on the type. I'm like, yeah. you know. I can get with that. Now, I probably shouldn't finish the whole bottle. I'm good for that. So. Yeah, not the whole bottle. Yeah, I got to scale back there. That's learning opportunity. Stella, thank you for having me on, it, on your show. It really is an honor. And it's been great to see you get involved with Beyond Play 2 as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to, to dig into it. Before we do, because I know you, but I'm going to assume that someone out there doesn't. So I would love if you could just introduce yourself and tell your diagnosis story. And then we'll jump into some Beyond Type stuff. Cool. So hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Tiara Smith. I have been living with diabetes for a little over four years now. I was diagnosed a few days after the 4th of July, misdiagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I am also the senior project manager of Beyond Type 2. So I've been with Beyond Type 2 since it launched a couple of years ago, almost three years ago. In my diagnosis story, like I said, I was misdiagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I had, the symptoms I had were just they were pretty noticeable by the time I was diagnosed. I lost a bunch of weight. I was drinking like a gallon to two gallons of water a day. I had leg cramps. My my edges were thinning, like my hair was falling out. I had other some other issues, like I was hungry all the time, um, using the bathroom all the time. So pretty much all of like the symptoms um, of diabetes. And I've also told this part of my story elsewhere, but like I had pre-diabetes when I was 18. I have battled with my weight. I'd say I'll be 30 later this year. I've battled, I've battled with my weight for almost 20 years. 
since I was in sixth grade. I had prediabetes when I was 18 after my freshman year of college. And that was like definitely a wake up call for me because I was 18. And I, my, my knowledge of diabetes at that time was, oh my God, you're going to get something cut off or I'm never going to be able to live a good life again. But Unfortunately, like the habits that I had to put my glucose levels back in normal ranges did not stick with me and ended up gaining even more weight back, but didn't have diabetes. Um, and it wasn't until I was 25 when I got my misdiagnosis. And the reason why I say it was a misdiagnosis is because about a year and a half, two years later, I was talking to an endocrinologist. I was going to see the endocrinologist for the first time. And she guessed my symptoms or she guessed that I had type 1 diabetes over email. And she did some blood work on me. And it turns out that I had type 1, LADA, specifically latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, which is just like uh, type 1 in adults. It's a, it has some characteristics of type 2 diabetes. And there are also a number of reasons why someone may get diagnosed. For me, I'm a black woman, not skinny. I was an adult, so misdiagnosis happen and even though they are they can be deadly but I I've used my diabetes journey to want to get into the field professionally I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was in grad school studying nutrition nutrition I would say is my foundation for all of this I think I'm I'll always be like a nutrition educator at heart and diabetes it just adds to the it adds to the fun adds to the purpose of <laughs> what I like to do and after my diagnosis, I've spent like the rest of my uh, grad school career just talking about type 2 diabetes specifically because I didn't see anyone else like me. I didn't see any other 25-year-olds living with type 2. All of the information about type 2 diabetes was so scary. Mm-hmm. It was so like, oh my God, you're going to go blind. Oh my God, you're going you're gonna to have a heart attack. You're going to have a stroke. All the things that, you know, are at risk still, you know, I have type 1 diabetes, but I wanted to... Find people who were talking about it in a more positive light. Find people who had real practical advice or resources other than just eat well. Because my doctor, he gave me the pamphlets that most people get and very little information on medication. Mm -hmm. But he was like, just eat and go home. And I'm like, I don't, I already eat well. I'm already, I've done this health and wellness journey at that point, I think for four or five years at that point. So I knew what, how to eat healthy. I was studying it. I knew, I just, what I needed was guidance on how do I make this disease fit in my life? And that was the guidance I didn't get. And unfortunately, that's something that a lot of people with diabetes, especially type 2, can relate to. Yeah. And it's crazy when we've talked about this before, when we very first met, that our stories of how we were diagnosed were very similar. I was 25 as well. And black woman, history of it on both sides of the family, all these crazy things. And part of why I started healing in hindsight was like, I looked around and there was nobody like us. And I remember in that first conversation, I was like, Mia, where were you? <laughs> you know, we were like, I was literally looking for you. And Mila from The Hangar Room was the only person at the time that I found, at least online, when I was both being from Texas and everything, I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better because there's That's somebody. Funny. <laughs> That's funny because I, I, it took me uh, about a year, a full year or so before I found someone else with type two who was around my age and I'm from everyone. I live in a big area, but I'm from Baltimore. And the, the girl I met, she lived in Virginia, like just outside of DC. So we were pretty much in the, in the same area. She had type two. Actually, she found out that she was also misdiagnosed. She found out years later, but she was someone else who was like, 
out there talking about her type 2 diabetes, but she was the only one that I saw on Instagram doing that. And now it's fast forward four years and I'm meeting every, like a whole bunch of people just talking about their diabetes and especially type 2, which is, has, I think, such a, a stigma associated with it. Yeah. But I'm, you know, we're seeing the change. Yeah. And I have to also thank you there because what I didn't realize, because I know Mila went through the same thing and a couple of other Black women in the space of being misdiagnosed. And when we were talking about how similar our stories were, I was like, oh, shit, I need to go <laughs> make sure I got yeah. the right diagnosis. Hold on, doc. Let's work this out. And so I did. I, I was like, can we triple, triple check all of this? And yeah. even now, one of my guests from last season, she is Modi. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Keeps, right. They keep popping up. And they're like, Wow, Doc can find out that you ha- you are you have type two. Yeah, yeah, I'm classically type two. Yes, and it's still funny because it's such an evolving disease. I still don't think it hurts to be like, you want to like just run the numbers yeah. real quick. Like I've gotten so used to just asking for tests now because a big part of my journey was learning to advocate for myself. I didn't see an endocrinologist till like literally this past year. I didn't know I was supposed to until I was talking with other people in the community because I know a lot of folks with type one. That's like the first person. If you're immediately diagnosed with type one, that you go see. But if you're not and you're misdiagnosed and they're like, oh, your primary care physician can fix all that. And you're just like, I had no clue. And in the six months that I've been seeing one, my A1C has dropped significantly. And I'm finally like on the horizon of possibly being able to manage without medications. That's the goal that I was like, can I do this? I just want to see if I can. I used to hate my medication. I used to feel like it was an ugly type of crutch versus training wheels, which is how I refer to medication now. And I was so gung-ho about coming off medication that I was making myself sicker because I was just treating it like, you know, any other diet cultural thing is just, oh, if I just fast for 20 hours and try all these different diets and it'll be fine. But rather it's just, no, this helps me get through my day. This helps ensure that my body is running properly and I'm appreciative of it. If I get to a point where I don't need it, great. But if this is all I ever have to do for the rest of my life, I'm okay with that too, because it means I'm safe. I mean, I know, and I'm still very much in control of that in some form or fashion. Um, That's a big thing to say. I think we, there's always, like I said, there's this this stigma associated with type 2 diabetes that if you're on medication, especially if you're on insulin, it means that you've failed at managing type 2 diabetes. And that's just not true for all the reasons that you said, because if it's, if it's, it's there to help you and you're probably, if it's helped, it's there to help you manage your day-to-day um and it's helping you to make sure that you are reaching your glucose targets and make sure that you're reaching your a1c goals because we all i don't need anyone who listens to this podcast is unfamiliar with some of the complications that are related to diabetes and medications are there to help you delay or, or prevent that and there's no shame in needing medications to to care for yourself yeah one of the the balancing acts that i found and me and my dad talk about this a lot is you know, we understand that the medical and pharmaceutical industry is big, it's vast, and there's some stuff that needs to change with it. But at the same time, we have to find reason and do our own research of, okay, if I'm going to take medication, sure, like I know being on metformin long term is not great. So what can I do to make sure that the good qualities of the metformin that I'm taking is working while also sharing up, okay, am I flushing my liver, my kidneys out? Am I doing the right things to ensure that those long-term effects don't or have very little uh, opportunity to manifest. And then getting second opinions. I, I really thought that when I went and saw a doctor, like that was it. There was no need to go see anybody else until I did. 
And so I started asking, like, this just doesn't sound right. This just doesn't seem right. And obviously, especially if you go into chain clinics, they're under their own stats that they have to meet. They have to see so many patients a day. They can only have. And so I'm like, you're under unrealistic expectations as a doctor because not everybody can go private practice like that and thrive. Okay, if I can't see somebody and have a long, extensive conversation, who can I see? And maybe that will be the route. And you know, now I know how to operate in those faster clinics. I have a list. Hey, Doc, I know we only got 20 minutes. Here are the things we need to talk about. I don't want to talk about nothing else. If it's not what they say, that's a great strategy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something that I think for pretty much every patient, no matter if you have diabetes or not, but especially if you have type 2 and the primary care provider is the only person that you can see, it is so much, it is helpful to make sure that you go and armed in with questions and be, it is okay to, to ask those questions where you don't have to feel like, oh, I should know this, or I feel, I feel incompetent, whatever. Those things that we can internalize when we're faced with the medical provider. I know sometimes I have to work through those things myself when I talk to my care team, but I'm there to work from a minute because they're, they're the person who has all of my information. And I know I can make this appointment more productive if I come with the things that matter most to me, um, instead of going in, hey, Taylor, how's it going? It's good. Do you have any questions? No, I'm good. And you realize that when you leave the clinic, you're like, oh, I should have asked him this. Oh, I should have asked him that. Oh, this medication isn't working for me. Can I up my dose or lower my dose? Or little things like, I'm going through a time. I'm stressed out. What are some self-care tips that you have for me? Can you explain the link between stress and my high glucose levels? Or for people with, for people with, with uteruses and people who menstruate, little questions like that. Those are things that you can you can address with your doctor. And there again, there should be no shame in that going armed with everything you want to discuss within that 20 to 30 minute time frame. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the other part is the aftermath of, okay, if I didn't, then what are the avenues that I have to communicate with my doctor? So like I have an online system and so I can send them a message, but we're talking three to four days before I potentially get a response. I could call in, but we're talking 30 minutes to an hour, possibly of wait time uh, before I can, you know, get to someone. And you're only seeing your doctors so many times. And yes, utilize those services in between for sure. Yeah. Um, but oh, those like my chart or my health. Yeah. It has like, those are so useful. I, I use them all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, doc, I have a little bit of chest pain when I'm running. Should I be running? And it's, what are you doing? And my doctor, I think it'd be probably even convenient for him because mm-hmm. I don't, she doesn't have to come in. I don't have to take time. Like, I can just do respond really quickly and then be on my, be on, be on my way. And as a patient, I'm like, that's convenient for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to take time of my day to go to the clinic or sit on my laptop and try to open up my computer and sit here and talk to you. I could just literally connect, um, connect with you on my phone. Yeah. I definitely appreciate those services. And that's what I use for like my in-between. Hey, there's this yeah. weird, what's good. But when I know that it's okay, here's a big appointment time. Like I plan, I usually, I like to do it when I get my reminders. Because the reminders usually come in a day or two before, and then that's cool. Okay, write down all the things. What can I consolidate down? And what are the absolute need to knows? Oh, I would be nice to know, depending on the time or whatever. And sometimes I'll just walk in hand with a piece of paper if I have the time to even go that far. I'm a paper nerd, so I will neatly print things out. <laughs> I like color code. I'm that person. But if I don't, then I at least have it on my phone. I'm like, hey, I want to talk about these things. I love all of that for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I know we just got off on a tangent, but yeah. <laughs> Good tangent. Hey, I, you, I told you, I'm off our tangents. They help us because we're just in the flow of things, and, and I love it. But of course, 
definitely want to talk about your association with Beyond Type 2, which is owned by Beyond Type 1, but they branched off to do this whole separate organization to really focus on Type 2, which is one of the things that I appreciated when I first heard of it. And it was crazy because I had seen everything about Beyond Type 1 and I immediately wrote it off. I was like, nope, not for me. And then you reached out to me when I first started the show and I was like, wait, are y'all, oh, there's a whole section for me. So I was really excited and I love the site and I love the blog and, and I feel like you, you took the blog aspect of it to levels that I was hoping to do with this before I discovered my medium is just talking. And I've appreciated all the stories and things that you've collected and the advice and endless amount of resources just for type twos because I know reading into the life of having type one can be overwhelming. I, I don't have some of the same experiences as you guys, but it's nice to see that I can go to any of those places to learn whatever it is that I would like to learn. So I would love to know how you got involved with them and the history of Beyond Type 2, because it's, it to me, it just seems like it came out of nowhere, but I feel like it's been around. So that's a great question. So, for, so first, for, for context, like, Beyond Fight 2 is a, it's a platform of Beyond Fight 1. So it's not a separate organization. It's just one of our many, one of our different platforms that people can find on the Beyond Fight 1 website. Gotcha. Or they can go directly to beyondfight2.org. And yeah, I, so <laughs> it's funny. I met my current boss and the maiden CEO of Beyond Fight 1, Tom Shear, at a conference, the formerly known as the, the American Association of Diabetes Educators. Now know the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists Conference um, in Baltimore, which is where I'm from. And we got connected there and I, I was informed that there was going to be some sort of type 2 component, but didn't know exactly what, what that would be. And I was asked, I think, to be like an ambassador at that time. But then I was actually working at a Medicaid NCO and we were going through a series of layoffs at the time. So I needed to find a new job. And I've always wanted to move out west and to do something in diabetes, but I was really looking for jobs in the Baltimore, D.C. area, doing health education, going out into the community. And Tom reached out and asked me to apply for a new position that they were creating, and it was for Beyond Type 2. And I interviewed, and I really, I just fell in love with the vision of the organization. I felt when I was going through the Beyond Type website that it was... It was different. They talked about diabetes in a different light. And I knew that I wanted to talk about diabetes, type 2 diabetes in that same perspective. And also for context, at this time, I, had, I did not know I was misdiagnosed yet. So I was still living and being treated as a person with type 2. And I knew that I wanted to talk about type 2 diabetes in a way that wasn't scary. Talk about type 2 diabetes in a way that wasn't stigmatizing. Pun, pun intended. Moving beyond <laughs> the, 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 usual, the usual aspects of talking about IT diabetes, like people getting the pamphlet and saying, go home. I'm like, no, don't go home. Come on our website and come see like the resources that we have. And let's think about type two differently. Like, why is it so stigmatized? Like, why do we put this blame on people who didn't ask for this disease? Like, mm -hmm. why do we focus on things like only on weight? And only on the quote unquote personal responsibility and the blank, the inherent blame that we assign to people with type two. And then there's like the cultural perspective that that also I wanted to bring in. And I knew like the the company shared this vision as well as making sure that, that we are reaching new populations who can't see themselves elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And how great would it be if you're personal type two and you come and you see 
someone like you, because I know we've had you on uh, a couple months ago earlier mm-hmm. to discuss things like hypoglycemia or like how, what, how awesome would it be if you saw an older gentleman with a, with a CGM on their arm? Like mm-hmm. how awesome would it be if you come to this place and feel like, oh my God, this is the information I'm looking for. This is the information I'm getting. I'm not getting anywhere else. And when I come here, I feel hope. Yeah. And I think that's the key part, of, of, or, or I guess one of the key parts of Deontay 2 is that we need to instill hope and we need to instill that hope through a community of people who are open to about talking about their experiences. And even though I was misdiagnosed, I never, I, I don't feel disconnected from the type of community. In fact, I feel a stronger tie to it Yeah, because I know there are other people who are, who've also misdiagnosed and mm-hmm. also I think from the way I've been treated, I know that there's so much more things in common that we have for type one and type two than we do apart. But I think the thing that separates the type two community is the way that the community has been historically stigmatized. And at Beyond Type Two, we're changing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the powerful things that I have really appreciated about it because I remember once I, I knew that Beyond Type Two existed, I like fell so deeply into that website. It's like a YouTube binge. Like you just scroll and you're just like, it almost brought tears from my eyes because I'm like, I see resources that I needed years ago. I see things that, you know, being able to see, I love the beyond stories because it's, oh man, like that's me. Like, holy shit, I've gone through the same thing. And so to be able to see of all ages and stages, and I didn't know what a CGM was until the last couple of years. And I've had to try the last couple of years to get one until finally this year I was able to get one. Like I, I had no clue the level of advancements that were happening in the community because it was so hard to connect to that. And now it's, I at least have an online space that I can go to, that I can direct people to, that I can, right. you know, confidently speak to because I've either, you know, read a story that really spoke to me, looked at the research or met someone that's there that I can speak to that because it's important for so many levels of representation that yeah. we're trying to bring to the world in all places, honestly. And so to know that there's one space that the diagnosis itself is getting that representation, it's, it's really powerful. And I was so glad. I was, pun intended, beyond glad that, <laughs> that I was like, we're yeah. here. Because you do see a lot of stuff in the online space for type one. Naturally so, because when I first looked, it was parents. Or kids. And, and I genuinely cannot imagine myself managing this when I was five or six and I'm meeting people who have been doing it. I'm like, what? Jeez, you need all of the awards. Like, something yeah. like because I, I, I could barely get it together as a 20 year old. And so now it's just like to see spaces where I lived a normal quote unquote life right. and came into this and sure did it with my button shape. Yeah. And now I can say, hey guys, you can get ahead of this. Just saying, yeah. here's a place to help out. Because I think that's one thing with type two that along with that stigma is, is it preventable? It's kind of, it, it, it's going to vary. We don't make people feel bad if they were told they had prediabetes and then mm-hmm. they did everything, you know, that they were, you know, told to do. And then maybe their glucose levels go back a bit. As just we age, we get more insulin resistant and the chances of getting diabetes increases. Mm-hmm. That is not anything to be ashamed of. Yeah. You ride, you, and it's, and it's okay. Like. The diagnosis is not the end. And for all the, the stories that you've seen on our, on our website, there's a theme. And the theme is that my life isn't over. This is what I'm doing now. And exactly. I'm living a healthy life. 
And also, you know, want to add that our website isn't even just for people who live with diabetes. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because chances are someone who has type 2 diabetes and maybe maybe they haven't come out, openly come out about it, but maybe you have a family member. Maybe you have a coworker or student or a significant other. And this, if you are operating in a space where someone has diabetes, this website is for you too. Because it's, I think it's not just up to the diabetes community to talk about type 2 diabetes as a public health issue. It's up to all of us to talk about it. And so this website's for them as well. And then I have to give a shout out to the incredible team I work with every day. Beyond Type 2 does not is not what it is today, but without my incredible colleagues, especially my colleagues, Mariana and Kenya, who helped run the Biontic 2 in Spanish and the Spanish platforms. Oh my God. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Wow. Feel, they fill such an enormous gap for people who can't get any types of diabetes education and mm-hmm. resources. And it, it makes all of us smile when someone says, I am handing out your resources to people. I am sending them to people. I am, I learned this about like CGM technology, as you mentioned, or insulin pumps or low blood sugar. All of those things make an impact. And it's, it is incredibly rewarding work each day. I know I've sent, I've sent a ton of resources to my family members. I've talked about it on other platforms, but my, my dad is type two diabetes, but he lives in a different country. And whenever he has questions, I'm like, okay, I have a resource. And it feels, it's hard to, it's really hard to express like how good it feels to send your family member who may not always be open about it, but they trust you because you work in it. And you're like, I got you here. Check out this resource. And if you have any questions, let me know. It feels good when people say, I have more productive conversations with my doctors now because I learned something from your community. And it's great to see people within our community help each other. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, obviously I'm very proud. of uh, You should be. Work. You should be. It's an amazing thing that you're doing and that you're helping to push. And you, you said one word that is really stuck out for me, which, which actually to my next set of questions is community. And I think when you don't feel it because when you're in that doctor's office, you're by yourself and you're receiving all this information. And even for my parents, like they had stuff to share with me, but not much because they had me and my sister when they were in their late 20s and 30s and they didn't live by themselves and do all these other things that I'm doing now. That's completely different for them. And so to know that, okay, I can hop into this space or I can read the comments here or I can go here and connect with people who just get it. Because sometimes you just need some people who get it. And my partner is not diabetic, but even even now he's still learning. When I got my CGM, it was just like, okay, he had to understand what the different buzzing sounds were. Like, does this mean I need to check or did I just lose signal? All these things and what does it mean? And hoping that Freestyle will hurry up and release the app so I can share him with it because... Yeah, it was first. Oh, it finally proved it? Yeah. Girl, let me send you to be on type two way. Man, because I have been waiting for them to approve the Freestyle Libre 2 app so that way I can add him because he's the closest person to me. And so he's the only person that like, we went to New Orleans not too long ago for a vacation. And my sensor. <laughs> and so I blame it on all of the humidity because it was just melting there. But like he knows how to use my manual glucometer and he knows how what the different numbers means. And we don't put that responsibility on any of our friends. Now I do have friends that are nurses, so that helps. But, you know, knowing that he knows this information. So if I'm incapable at any point, someone can either contact him or if he's there, like he knows how to direct people like, hey, this is it. Right. 
hey, or now I can pull up someone and be like, hey, this is where she at. She's okay. All these things. And I think that's so powerful to say there's a community, but it's not isolating anybody. It's just what type of information do you need? Do you need to know how to help? Or do you know how, need to know how to treat yourself? Like, what's the perspective that you're coming in with? And I'm a huge proponent about perspective. So anything that can provide perspective from so many different places. Yeah. Yeah, man. Send me that link, too. I'll, I'll, I got an email. You have new coverage right there. Breaking news right now. So speaking about community, I know that Beyonce, too, has grown so much significantly. What are all the different areas that that community gathers? I know Facebook is one of them, but so much has happened since then to expand the community. So I'd, I'd love for you to talk to all of those different places. Absolutely. Yeah. Facebook is one. People can also interact with us on Twitter, especially around like bigger events like conference events. We are one of the primary, I think, type two focus organizations that actually tweets during major events. So we just did the American Diabetes Association Scientific Conference, which is very dense when it comes to that name was wrong. technology. But we do a good job of translating that for a public-facing audience. And we do all that coverage specifically for the Type 2 community. People can find us on Instagram as well, where we share the bulk of our stories. So a lot of those stories that you mentioned earlier, Taylor, they come from Instagram. That's where I did a lot of just finding patient stories. I think that's how I found you, actually, through Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, Instagram has been a, a great way to connect. But this year, we launched our own Beyond Type 2 community app, which can be found on desktop and also iOS and Android. And it's a closed community where people can come in and they can have a safe space to share their stories. They can share resources. We share our own resources in there. We do polls. We do meetups. I think we've done a couple of giveaways so far. And that community is just, it is growing so fast. Yeah. And what we found was that you have, when people feel safe in an enclosed community like it's oh my god I can finally be myself mm-hmm. and people talk about different things and it's not always like the happy-go-lucky stuff people feel safe enough to be vulnerable about the bad days too which I think is I think shows how strong the community is when people can lean on you when they're not having a good day um people can talk about maybe they're struggling with what's their blood sugars or maybe they sometimes people tell us to always eat but sometimes you just don't sometimes you feel burnt out by diabetes and you need people to lean on and that's the great thing about the Beyond too app and except desktop android ios and again it's not just for people with diabetes we do have a section for for caregivers as well so if you're a caregiver of someone with type 2 and you want to get some insight, definitely come join that community as well. And then we have a section for people who speak Spanish, too. Yeah. Hey, y'all. So really quick, I just had to pause to talk to you about a service that I've actually been using for a couple of months now. And that service is 9am Health. And 9am Health is a virtual diabetes clinic that has pretty much everything that you need, which makes it so easy to manage without having to leave my house. I'm talking A1C labs done from home. I'm talking medication shipped directly to your house. I'm talking having your own diabetes care specialist who's educated in nutrition and diabetes care who helps you with all of the little things that go in between management, things like helping with food or 
lifestyle changes or changing certain habits, they will support you in all of that. Or if you just need somebody to talk to you because it's one of those burnout weeks, right? So 9am Health has been super great and it's made my life a lot easier, especially because it's so cheap. I don't even have to use insurance. It is so much cheaper than what I was paying with insurance. So I'm really grateful for 9am Health and everything that they're providing in order to make someone like myself have an easier time with diabetes care management because we all know it can be really challenging. But to know that I can text, call, or send them a message on the online app in order to get support, whether that's, hey, I don't know how my medication is going, or hey, I really need to talk to somebody because it's just... I just don't want a diabetes today or being able to work with my diabetes care specialist on some of the mental blocks that I might have. It makes such a different experience because I'm being met where I'm at. And I don't know about you, but trying to take off time from work to go to the doctor, having to sit in the waiting room for 30 minutes only to meet with your doctor for five, it's just such an archaic experience. And I really feel that 9am Health changes all of that. So would love for you to try it out. Visit 9am.health to learn more or click the link in the show notes and tell them I sent you. The app has been really awesome. I was excited when you guys launched it because we're in our phones like I feel 24-7 all the time. We're on some type of electronic device. I don't know if you've experienced this, but for me personally, a lot of the Facebook groups that I was in and I joined a kind of different mixture. So I had a couple that were like women in type two. And then there was like a whole reversing type two group at one point. And then like just a regular diabetes group. And then of course you have all the different diets that go with it. So you have the vegan diabetics and the keto diabetic. No, you're right. So yeah. I had been in those spaces for a while, but they were really toxic. And I hate saying that. I really do yeah. because it just became this like gladiator style teardown when you're like, yeah. hey, this is what I had today. And someone was like, oh my God, you ate cereal? Well, hot? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm and that, like, wow. And that's like something that we've, that is definitely not a community. Yeah. Across there. Well, no, it, it's a beautiful space. I I love the app and I, I'm more of a lurker <laughs> just because I'm in so much, but I love the emails and I keep missing the meetups, but I love that they're happening. Yeah, and we have another one saying, yeah, the articles and things I think are really cool too. So I just love like going in and just reading everyone's stories and responses. I love, especially in the mornings when people are like, oh, morning check-in. And I'm like, it's really a beautiful space. So it blew my mind when I joined because I just, I got out of all of those Facebook, me and Facebook already. We just, that's another story for another day. But to know that, oh my God, here's a space. Here's a space. And y'all are active in it too. And sometimes I think you feel like companies will create these spaces with good intention. And then they just phase out because it's just like too much. But you guys are active. And I think that's even bigger, a a big thing to notice because you want to know that the people that are building these things for you and these spaces for you are are still standing with you in that. And yeah, for sure, guys, I will definitely link the app to you guys because it's it's one of my favorite ones for sure. You know, I have to give that a lot of that is due due to the dedicated work of my, again, an amazing team, my colleague, Tiana, who is... We love Tiana. (laughs) <laughs> honestly like one of the sweetest people that you'll ever meet and she has turned into such an amazing type two advocate and just loves communicating with type two community so her and I we do meetups and the meetups are great because it's just us on a zoom call just talking mm-hmm. and we've done like an app we do like trivia Tuesdays 
But those are like questions that we come up to be fun and to, to be fun and educational. And in our meetups, we just sometimes we may have an agenda that we want to talk about, but we almost like never follow it because the conversations go into something else that's organic, but it's fun to the community. And we like to laugh a lot. So the thing about diabetes is that diabetes can be very depressing. It can be very, it can be just such a downer to talk about. And we really try to take the approach that we want to acknowledge that we all have bad days. We all acknowledge that we have different situations, but we're going to find a way to, to laugh and find joy and find comfort in each other. And that's something that's one of the best things about those meetups. And our meetups are like maybe like an hour long, but those hours, they fly so fast mm-hmm. to the point where sometimes we're like, does anyone, does everyone have an extra five minutes or an extra 10 minutes to stay on? Yeah. Chit chat. And you just even if you're just having a good time, it's relaxed. There are no expectations. You can, you, you don't even have, if you don't want to talk, you just sit back and relax and just watch us talk. But it's meant to be a space where you can just come in and let your hair down and be comfortable, yeah. be open. It's a safe spot. It's a safe space. Yeah, it's it, just join it, guys. I actually enjoy the emails. I normally never say that. You immediately go into something that you sign up for and you like turn off all the emails. So please don't blow me up. I have a newsletter. <laughs> but... I enjoy that. I, this is one of the only things that I've actually kept the email notifications on because if I don't immediately go to the app, it's like a perfect rundown. I love when I see like the question of the day and it's nice because it even makes me, it makes me check myself. Like I try to be very intentional with my mornings and try to give myself space to really ground myself and for all the spiritual people out there, just really get your spirit in line or just mentally get yourself prepared for whatever you're doing. And sometimes I jump right into work and then I'll see that email and it'll be like the question of the day. Ah, let me pause for a second. Let me think about this. How can I, because I still have to remember that no matter what I do, the choices that I make still affect my diagnosis. So if I start off messed up in the head, then that might bleed out into how I take care of myself. And I don't want that. That might lead me to, I'm just going to get the Shiri's thing from Starbucks and I don't care if my CGM goes off. I'm just going to ignore it. Like you, you, it can really influence those decisions. And so that's what I appreciate about the effort that you guys put into it because it's literally stopped me from, because you make decisions in less than seconds and that can throw off everything. Sometimes I'll be driving and I'll be like, I'm really hungry. I'm really, but I food at the house. And then as soon as I see like my favorite like spot, I'm like, Yep. Right. It's the I like how you said to check in with yourself and it's, and it's a, empowering thing to be able to do. We try to empower our type two community to do just that, but also to not attach your personhood to your decision at the time and definitely not try to attach your identity to the number or your meter or your CGM because that has nothing to do with you as a person. And we try to tell people like, you can begin again. Tomorrow's a new day or the next, it's about the next decision. Forgive yourself for even if you do know better or quote unquote know better, and you don't do better. That that's fine. Don't beat yourself up over it. Move on to the next thing. We try to get people to be easier on themselves because they're the world is already hard on people with type two in general. Mm-hmm. So we try to get people to to feel empowered. And I think when you do that, you actually are actually a better advocate. You and you give people permission to be kinder to themselves as well yeah oh man that permission thing is so that's so huge because and i'm gonna try to keep this concise but when you're little you're always asking for permission 
right? Right. Because you don't know any better and for good reason. And you have people around you that are supposed to help guide you to learn the critical thinking skills to make decisions for yourself. But I don't think that ever fully leaves us because we're so used to, I need somebody to give me the green light. And especially for female or female identifying. And I think that's the beauty of it is that reminder that, hey, you really don't need anyone's permission to take care of yourself. You don't need anyone's permission to have that moment. If you need it, like you are your own person, your journey is unique and do what you need to make you feel right. And yeah, I I actually used to love to get those joke citation notepads, but like the nice ones, hey, you did it it like for random stuff. People like, aren't you supposed to get in a word? Like, no, you need to be acknowledged that, hey, I see you handling that chaos over there. You need to know you're doing great. Like, you know, stuff like that. And um, the thing is, if you're, Type two, you, if you're first type two diabetes, you're listening, you're doing great. Yeah. You're just one day, one, like my, my, my philosophy, not just for diabetes care, but just overall health and wellness is one day at a time, one decision at a time. If you're someone that struggles with things like emotional eating or you're suffering from like, you know, diabetes burnout or whatever's going on in your life, one, just one at a time. One and, and not try to focus too far in the future. I, I may mispronounce this, but catastrophizing something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, or, or spending too much time in the past. Wondering, oh, I wish I'd done this. Focus on really focusing on the present and just worrying about what the next right move is. That's an Oprah quote. What is an next right move? Listen, them cognitive disorders. I think that's probably one of the favorite things that I've learned of just like your, the mental psyche and how we take chaotic things and think about them. And yeah, that, that whole disaster mode like oh the sky's gonna burn down as soon as I do this one thing it's just nope that's disordered thinking bring it back (laughs) it's okay (laughs) yeah that's great so I want to get into really quickly before I let you go because I know you've just been so gracious with your time what are things that we can expect that are coming you guys launched the app the community is growing I love the community talks I was I got to be a part of one part of one that was really fun so I, what what's in store for beyond type 2 in the future especially as things try to find a new norm and stuff like that will the meetups ever get to an in-person stage more events what's well, that's a good question. So as far as, again, person meet us, we're not exactly sure yet. We see that cases are rising with coronavirus. We definitely want to be safe, but we haven't really gotten into those kinds of discussions. We do have monthly virtual meetups. Highly recommend everyone join that we get those notifications. Otherwise, you may be able to see those notifications on um, Instagram or other, part, or other social media. Tiana and I, sometimes we like to do like a demonstration, like we did a cooking demonstration in the app, which is fun. That was so cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was basically like just leads you on just like making like a chicken salad. I think we made a chicken salad with a spring Moscow mule, uh, which are recipes on the Beyond Fake 2 site. But I think the one of the major things right now is that we have these new to type 2 uh, starter brochures or pamphlets for people with type 2 diabetes. And it, again, meant to give you a glimpse into what into the things that we talk about. It does have talks about the different medications mental health. There's a story in there from one of our uh, leading advocates, uh, Bill Santos, one of the first people we featured on Beyond Type 2, talks about basis of checking your blood sugar. And those are meant for people who aren't necessarily on the di- or in the diabetes online community. The goal for that is to get those out to people on the ground. Because while I think we're, if you're a listener, you're probably familiar with the diabetes online community, but there's so many People with type 2 who aren't on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, we use these pamphlets to, to, to reach out to those communities. We've sent out a couple already to a peer support group 
in, in Houston, Texas, and another one that was used at a community event. If you're someone that, that wants them in English and Spanish, just let me know. We're happy to send them out for your next event or in person. That's awesome. I'm going to keep a mental note of that whenever yeah. I and you have, We have digital versions as well, but that's in English and Spanish. So that's so dope, man. I'm really excited for this because ever since being aware of the the branch, if you will, it's just grown and it's continued to just provide more and more. And so honored to have been a part of some of those initiatives. And yeah, You're like support from uh, really support from community members like you, Taylor. It means so much to us because of a lot of like for me myself, I'm also in the community. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I hope to I hope to help foster a community that I wish I had when I was diagnosed. Yeah, and also the community I've. I want now. Yeah. Like, yeah. One that I can put vulnerable in and that I can go on and be like, y'all, my blood sugar's been mad high for yeah. the last five days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am just not on it. And, and I think, I feel like you mentioned this earlier, but like sometimes diabetes can feel like you're on like the hamster wheel. You just like mm-hmm. going, going and going and going. And then sometimes you can just fall out of the wheel and you just want to lay there for a second because getting back on the wheel it could bring you anxiety or stress, especially if it's a routine that's, that hasn't been working for you. Sometimes you need a new perspective on how to move past where you are. And I think that's the beauty of, of type two community like ours. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask this as we close things out. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to either work with a nonprofit organization or build their own community? Because I think it's safe to say there's more people like us who wanted to do something. And, and they're not sure. And as we're trying to, to be as open in the online space, there's still a lot of work that can be done on the ground. So what would be something that you would advise people who want to help foster the same type of connection, maybe in their local communities? I would say be open about your experiences. People like someone else to relate to. If you are trying to get involved with a nonprofit, working as a nonprofit, definitely want you want, want your help. Reach out directly to, to people and ask, hey, what can I do to join? Is there an event I can volunteer at? Right now, hopefully virtual events still for pretty much everyone, but asking, looking for like speaking opportunities or ways to help out with content production. If you're someone that's fostering your own community, find the platform that you are most likely to use and just post consistently. I think consistency is the number one thing, as you know, with podcasting, like with any type of content production, you have to be consistent and know your audience. And then also I would say, do some, you know, research on the types of language that is useful for your community. So for diabetes specifically, there are, there is a language guide to make sure that we're not offending it, that we're not offending um, anyone. And then I would say like another core piece of advice is ask yourself, what's the message you want to get across? What do you want people to get from your organization or from your community? Do you want people to come to you, to your page or to your group and feel like they can be open? Or do you want people to feel like, like they have to adhere to like what you said with the toxic Facebook groups? If you say, oh, if I say, oh, I, I ate white rice today, they're going to jump down my throat. If, I imagine that's not the community that people want to foster, mm-hmm. but you have to also be mindful of how your blind spots could contribute to a, a toxic community like that and then try to actively not do that. But yeah, like I think knowing what kind of community you want to have is going to be your, your North Star there. And I know like with Beyonce 2, it's always been about hope and inclusivity. I know I've always wanted 
someone to come to the website and find a story that resembles theirs, to find someone who looks like them. And it's, there is no end to that journey. That's something that just, that is part of your, that's part of your core brand, like that inclusivity aspect. So yeah, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it helps me too, because I've been trying to to figure out how with the show and everything and, and everyone who listens, how I want to build a community because sometimes it feels like there's already one there. Like, why would I need to do my own? But like you said, sometimes it's just reaching people locally. Sometimes it's just being able to give people even just a hand of trust because it's one thing to to connect with one person versus, hey, there's thousands of people here. You want to hang out? It just, whoa. even that is awesome. And one more thing, sorry, I meant to mention this as well. Everyone is talking about the same thing, but it is about your voice. Yeah. And how you come across. People, you know, not every, you're not going to always be for everybody, but people you find will be for you and that's going to be your audience. So please be yourself. Don't feel like you have to pretend to be someone else to be successful in whatever you're doing. So Taylor, like how you doing your thing with your podcast and how we see people like Mila doing her thing or other women that we know uh, who are doing their thing. Like we are all in the same group and there's enough room for everybody to be able to make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. Snaps on that. Drop the mic. She <laughs> shut it down. I don't know. What else is there to say? Oh, I know. Where can people find you? How can people connect with you or, or with the, the beyond, I'll say beyond organization? Because there's, yeah, I feel like there's going to be like a, a beyond all types or beyond what I just, beyond film word and it's there. <laughs> <laughs> jokes that we had made so often. Uh, I, I would say like people can connect with us beyondtech2.org for uh, a bunch of resources. We have resources on technology. We do, we talk about different types of medication. We talk about low blood sugars, story, storytelling. You could find uh, the latest in diabetes research. Um, like I said, we cover major conferences. I know at the time of this recording, we're getting ready to cover the um, ADCS conference. And we go to these things because we want to translate it for patient communities. We have resources on food and nutrition and exercise, mental well-being. So definitely go to beyondtech2.org for that. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And most importantly, if you want to come interact with um, us in our community, come join the, the Beyond Type 2 community app on either desktop, iOS, or Android. And I will make sure all of that information is linked for you guys because it's definitely an extremely helpful resource. It has been for me. I have no doubt that it will be for you. Tierra, thank you so much for your time and your energy and Taylor. all your wisdom, dude. Like you dropped some knowledge bombs today. I'm going to have a hard time figuring out which part to share just to tease people with because <laughs> Yeah, gems, friend. This has been awesome. And please give all of my love to the Beyond family. I know you're not the only person who I've been in connection with, but it is yeah. because of you I'm in connection with it. So you love me over here. So. Thank you. <laughs> we're, we're so glad to just be uh, connected with you in that and to watch your advocacy just grow and get better. So we're rooting for you over here. I'm doing it for us because we're do we're making waves, but there's always a line, right? We will catch you guys next time. As you already know, every Tuesday and Thursday, you can find me or me and a friend. See y'all. I, I don't know how I just end up in spaces with some amazing men and women who are really just trying to put their all into everything that we do when it comes to this diagnosis. And Tiara is definitely one of those people where her passion is just, it just radiates from her. And so I am so grateful for all the wisdom that she brought and the things she shared about this amazing space and community with the beyondtype2.org website to the app to the community talks and events that they put on virtually. 
And it's just exciting to see this community continue to grow. I'm in there too. And I'm really excited to see how this takes off. So if you really want to support, obviously at Beyond Type 2, pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I didn't even know that they would like tweet and at different diabetic events. I had no clue about that. Now, I haven't been on Twitter like that in a minute because Twitter is its own beast. And when I was on it, I was bored in college. So it really didn't, it, it just helped pass the time. But now with so many different directions to be in and to be engaged on, I've let Twitter, it, it's there. I just don't use it. So I think it's really cool that they go to diabetic specific events and tweet out just the simplest ways to understand and to break things down. Because as you, with any condition, the medical jargon, the technical terminology, all of that nonsense is just like English, please, because that's not English to me. So I appreciate that they take the time to do that on Twitter. So follow them on Twitter. I love following them on Instagram. They always have great facts, resources, and of course, amazing stories of other people in the community that you can learn from and hopefully see yourself in so that way you know you are not alone. So thank you so much again to Tierra and the Beyond Type Org. I'm just going to say the org because trying to deal with hierarchy things. Anyways, it's really great to just see an organization do the best that they can to turn things around and be there for us. And it's not always pretty, but I think as long as the effort is there to continue to push and advocate for change, then everybody's got to pick themselves up, brush them off and keep going. So with that being said, I am really excited um, for you guys to just continue to hear the season. So many great guests. Of course, you can listen anywhere that podcasts are available, but I have to ask, that if you're really enjoying the show, if you're really appreciating the type of information, stories, and people and products that are being brought your way, go ahead and head over to, I still want to say iTunes, Apple Podcast. Leave me a review. If you don't use anything Apple related, you can also head over to Podchaser and search Healing in Hindsight. You'll see my lovely face pop up and you can leave a review there as well. Reviews, guys, really help me out a lot. It lets me know that what I'm doing is reaching. It is letting me know that you're hearing things that you like or If you're hearing things that you don't like, I am open to all forms of feedback. And as long as you're being nice about it, you don't have to be rude or nasty. Send it my way. Uh, I would love to receive it in the form of a review because that also helps me to be found. And I want this message to be heard far and wide for anybody to know that there is a no BS source for Thrive with Diabetes. And that's right here with Healing in Hindsight. So if you could do me that favor, leave me a review and make sure you leave your Instagram handle if you're an Instagram user on there because you never know. I might select one of them and send you a special something or shout out or whatever. I don't know. Haven't decided yet, but I really do appreciate all of your support. If you want another different free way to support the show, follow me on Instagram. You already know, Healing in Hindsight, Facebook, YouTube, so you can watch the video replay. And then, of course, at Just Taylor Danielle. If you want to keep up with me personally, that's Danielle with one L, D-A-N-I-E-L-E. But Healing in Hindsight pretty much everywhere. So feel free to follow the show, leave comments, engage. I'm pretty much on Instagram all the time. So I do my best to respond to all of your kind words, comments, DMs, and all the things. So I think that's all I got for y'all today. I don't think there's anything else. So until next week, you already know, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and on the interwebs in between. Thanks guys. See you next time.